Good morning, folks, and welcome to another episode of NBA's Unplugged. I'm your host, Fej McDermott, and let's dive into today, Wednesday, June 10th. Uh, in terms of announcements, we're going to be pretty brief on this. There's really not much because we're in the middle of summer, uh, and everyone's sort of starting up their internships or summer classes or summer projects, so uh, really nothing to communicate right now besides, uh, I guess, in terms of your grading policy or choosing your grading policy for those of you that were in the first year class uh, we have until today at 5 p.m pacific time to decide our final grading policy for uh, the prime class so if you would like to go pass no pass uh, you have until today to make that decision uh, otherwise there's really no no extra steps needed on your account uh, that's it for announcements, at least from uh, what I'm aware of. And uh, now we'll move on to the guest portion of our show, which today we'll uh, have a pre-recorded guest with the previous talk that I had with the president of the Graduate Women in Business Club, Priya Hika. So with that said, I will now transition over to that part of the show. And now swinging into the guest portion of our show, I'm joined by possibly the only other person in the martial class who is as obsessed with the Mars marvel franchise as much as i am uh priya how are you doing hello over there? everyone <laughs> i'm doing great i am so excited to be on your show thank you for having me um what a great opportunity to be able to share my experience um with everyone at marshall and everyone listening and from our brief chat before it appears that you have also had your own podcasting series at one point in time so hopefully you can yeah. give me a few uh tips on how to sort of keep the flow going here <laughs> For sure. Helping out where I can. Why not? <laughs> uh, so uh, you're, you're back at, you said you uh, moved up to your mom's place after like the whole coronavirus stuff? Yeah. So my mom lives in Saratoga, California. So right now I am staying with her and my sister and my dad and my three brothers are quite close as well. So, you know, we're all trying to just stay safe, stay inside and uh, keep in touch. Is there anything uh, ritualistic that you do to sort of like keep keep sane in these trying times you know that's a great question because actually um there is so saratoga is kind of a small town and we have like our local library and local like orchards and a lot of hiking trails and stuff mm -hmm. so every saturday my best friend and i we grew up together we've known each other since the fourth grade we do a social distance orchard walk and we check on like the fruit in the local orchard so that's kind of been something that i look forward to every week um because she lives like maybe five minutes away from my mom's place so we look at the apricots see how they're doing do a little report on them it's just oh, like wow. a fun silly thing <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's not that silly and it's keeping you two like outside and sane and stuff so that's true. <laughs> any, any excuse to stay active, I think, is just a blessing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's for sure. Okay. So before we get more into the show and learning about you, we want to know uh, which one of these segments that you're going to choose. So now that we're in the second wave here, you have sort of a couple of segments to choose from. Uh, Florida Man Birthday, Soundboard Research, Trivia, Song Blitz, or Will You Press the Button? So you get your choice of two, one of which we'll do right now on the show and the other, which we'll do somewhere at the midpoint. Let's start off with a Florida man birthday because I was born in Florida. So I'm very curious to see <laughs> what, what pops up. <laughs> so I think you're probably the third person I've tried this whole like new guest segment out on. And this is the third time that I'm doing Florida man birthday because everyone picks it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a thing for so long and yet I've never actually Googled it myself. So I'm quite excited. I hope yeah. it's something crazy. Okay. So the way we're going to do this is, uh, we can both look up your birthday and the word Florida man, and then we'll just take turns sort of like trying to dig around for articles. So Sounds starting good. off, what is your birthday? October 11th. October 11th, Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, there's definitely a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say the first thing that pops up. Florida man accused of forcing small gator to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to open this one and see if there's any more details for the, the next one. Um, man arrested for pelting his mother with sausages. I mean, like, Apparently, <laughs> allegedly pelting his mother with sausages inside the kitchen of their Bradenton residence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. There's another one, but I don't know if it's, oh, well, it's just, 
man shot after refusing shot at Okioe Bar. That sounds typical, yeah. actually. Sounds, so go, going farther right. on the sausage one, it appears that, let's see. Um, he told it, he asked, he was asking his mom to make him food around 8 p.m. on a Monday. And mm-hmm. the mom agreed to prepare a meal, but asked her son to give her a few minutes due to being busy. And so he, the unemployed kid became angry when asked to wait and started pelting like sausages. I don't know. How old is this guy? I think he's like 22. No, but he's acting like a toddler. That's for yeah. sure. I uh, mean, I don't even think my three-year-old brother would do that. Pelting. Oh, let's I see mean, that. okay. But like, what was the sequence of events that led to his mother like calling the police? Like, was he throwing them really hard? Was were they like frozen sausages? Like, did she have to like run into a closet and call the police? And then he started throwing sausages at him. I mean, I can only imagine what went down. Uh, apparently, he hit her in the eye with one of the sausages. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Oh, and then it looks like he. Seems to be a lot, a lot of, a lot of us. Uh, he of said, she on. said about what happened with these sausages on this article, but. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell? Also, is it looks like the earlier, earlier that year, his stepfather called the cops on him for smoking weed. So, <laughs> this is definitely, um, you know, <laughs> a troublemaker. Apparently, this one, this one's uh... parents. <laughs> This one says that a Florida man uh, tried on female underwear and baby clothes during a break-in. See, that's weird. That's just, I, like, why, why would you do that? Why? <laughs> do that in your uh, own house on your own time. What the hell? Yeah, it's like, uh, so, so I guess during, like, this guy broke into the house and this woman woke up to see him standing in the bedroom and saw him wearing two bras, panties, and a skirt. <laughs> like, her two bras, panties, and a skirt. So, we're, my that's, question is, said, were the bras It says that's it. They like, did, like, nothing else happened. I think he, he, he just and left. <laughs> he's just like, and I'm going to bounce. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Um, I am obsessed with this podcast called My Favorite Murder. I've been listening to it like since they started a few years ago. And they have this segment where people write in and one of them was talking about this like crime wave in New Mexico where it was this guy called like the snail man. And what he would do is cover himself like totally naked, cover himself in Vaseline, go from the kitchen and just like slide on the (laughs) floor like a snail in single women's apartments like in the middle of the night go under their bed do his thing and then like slide and slide his way back out and it happened to like tens of women and the police could not figure out what was going on (laughs) because they'd wake up with like a slimy trail to the kitchen from under their bed and it was happening for a long time isn't that crazy people are wackos so crazy (laughs) (laughs) i don't even have like a reaction to that because I mean, I'm just imagining Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny when he's all like Vaseline up. <laughs> it's yeah. just slicking around floors. <laughs> oh, That's God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is definitely a good Florida man birthday. <laughs> God, I love this one. Okay, so now that we've sort of uh, found a few really interesting articles there. Uh, want to hear a little bit more about you uh so uh talk to me about i guess where you grew up because i i know here that you sort of moved around quite a bit uh after being born in florida so talk a little bit more about that as well as uh what led you through your sort of undergrad career and up to i guess uh what made you decide that business school was sort of the next step for you sure so i will start all the way the beginning I was born in 1992, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can go as far back as you want. <laughs> well, um, so I was born in Boca Raton, Florida, and I was born into a really, really big family, which I've always loved, um, and we're a multicultural family as well. So 
my dad is South American and my mom is from India. And on both sides of the family, I have an enormous amount of aunts and uncles and cousins, which has always been really great. Um, especially when I was a kid growing up, it was like a built in network of people who were always watching me, which was great. Um, when I was hungry, but not so great when I wanted to get up into some mischief, which yeah. was not, not frequent. Um, <laughs> uh, and so the coolest thing I think about being a part of like a really big multicultural family is that a lot of what we did was unique to us. And it created a really special bond um, just between like my own immediate family, because a lot of the traditions that we had were things that no one else really, um, was aware of, especially because the country that my dad is from, Guyana, is so small that there's not really that many of us um, mm -hmm. around. And so we, we just feel like we have a really tight-knit uh, community and a tight-knit family, which is really great. Um, then when I was around eight years old, we moved to California. And from then until I graduated from high school um, is when I spent you know a lot of time in California, except for a couple years where I lived in Hong Kong with my family. And that was a really cool experience because, of course, it was like living in an international location and um, going to an international school. And I was exposed to a lot of different cultures. I did a lot of traveling in Asia at the time. And it was really, really awesome. But I have to say, my favorite experience out of every experience in Hong Kong was going to Hong Kong Disneyland with my sister. We would <laughs> like skip school, which I know is like not cool. Don't do it, kids. But we would skip school go to Hong Kong Disneyland in the middle of the week and we would ride Space Mountain like eight times in a row. And that's yeah, all we wow. would do. Because that one's not like a really, transit. that one's not really like a really like popular Disneyland. So I guess exactly. you kind of like got to do whatever you want there. there. Yeah, exactly. We would just stay on the ride. Like we wouldn't even get off and then go back in line. Like there wouldn't be no line. So we'd ride it like eight times. Then we get on public transit and like come back home. <laughs> oh, what a day. What a day. Um, so that was just like a really fun time. And I think that that uh, really created an awesome bond between me and my sister because we are both like huge Disney fans. Um, and so that was a really great time. And then when I was trying to decide um, in high school, you know, where do I want to go for school? I kind of wanted an experience that was similar to how it was in Hong Kong where I got to kind of become my own person. And so I decided to go to NYU and kind of get away from all of my family and my friends, not because I don't love them, because I do love them very dearly, but it's because I wanted the chance and the space to kind of figure out who I was and become my yeah. own person. So like so, the one spot where your family, your abundant family wasn't located? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we have so much family in New York, but I wasn't really close with them. And so it was um, like, I didn't grow up around them. And so a lot of yeah. family was like in Florida and in California, so I was like New York that's it. It's a big city. Here I come. And so I moved over there when I was 17 and it was a real, um, time of just like exploration. And it was like my own coming of age story where I got to experience a lot of cool and different things and learn a lot in classrooms and, um, through different internships that I did. I was pretty much always working, uh, during the school year, like during the summers, it was a great, um, experience just to kind of figure out who I was without any of the like preconceived notions or the stories of my youth clouding my own idea of who I was, which yeah. was awesome. Um, and then after graduating, you know, I realized like I really am a California girl. So I moved back to the Bay Area and uh, for a couple years I worked at a digital ad agency. Totally great. Love my experience, um, especially because it was a very multicultural office. Uh, there were people from all over the world and different cultures, different languages. And we were all working together in harmony, which I thought was quite beautiful. And we had a really lovely community. And then um, I transitioned to my family's real estate firm and worked with them for a few years while living in San Francisco. And um, then I decided, you know what? MBA is looking pretty good. And to be honest, USC was always my first choice because my sister is a Trojan. She went to oh, okay. undergrad at USC. Exactly. And so I like spend some time visiting her on campus and, you know, like experiencing the Trojan family, uh, like upfront and personal. And I went to her commencement and whenever I was on campus, it never felt like I was just visiting or I was an outsider. It automatically felt like I was welcome and kind of like I was, you know, at home. And even when I came to USC to do my MBA interview, as soon as I stepped on campus, like 
I wasn't even anxious. Like I wasn't even worried. And everyone from, you know, the students that I had talked to from everyone in the program office, the admissions office, always just so friendly, so welcoming. And like, that's when I knew that, you know, USC is the place for me. So I, um, I think I interviewed the week of Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving, like the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Okay. And um, they sent me my acceptance, uh, like, a week later. And that was it. I was done. I applied to maybe a couple other schools in California, but I hadn't heard back from them by then. And I had already accepted USC. So I was like, this is my place. These are my people. I feel comfortable here. And uh, Trojan family is real. And I know it's cheesy and everyone says it, but it's real. Trust me, like it, that, that gets brought up almost every episode, I feel like at this point. So, <laughs> and it's like, it's not even something that I have here that I'm trying to push. It just comes up organically with everyone I talk to. <laughs> Which is so telling. I feel like Trojan family is uh, something that I would kind of roll my eyes at. But, you know, actually, there's a pretty cool story of the Trojan family um, experience. So my sister, while she was at USC, was interning in Boston one summer. She was wearing her USC hat and she just went into like a random Starbucks. And this lady was like, oh, you went to USC? So did I. And she was like, oh, that's cool. And they started chatting. And my sister let her know that she was new in town. And this lady was like, oh, why don't you just like come over to my place for dinner? Like have dinner with me and my family, like since you're a Trojan. And I'll tell you more about the neighborhood, where the good spots are, and all those kinds of things. And it was just like, when I heard that story, I was like, did you go? My sister was like, hell yeah, free dinner. Hell yeah, I went. I mean, like, yeah, free food, free food. <laughs> But it was also just a great example of like the Trojan family in real life. Like you don't actually need to know anyone and you don't even need to have gone to the same school, graduate, undergraduate, doesn't matter. We're all one big network. And I thought that, that was really cool just to see that actually happen. Yeah. I hope Will Farrell gives me food when I find him at some point since he went to USC too. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hope like, I get why that not same try? treatment. <laughs> why not try? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I guess going back a little bit to your undergrad education. So what did you actually, what did you major in? So I went to the school of individualized study. Um, I think it's called Gallatin school of individualized study is like the official name. And so we were basically able to um, design our own major by creating our own curriculum. So I didn't have any general education classes or anything like that, but the majority of classes that I did focus on were very, um, design oriented, branding oriented, and marketing oriented. So mm -hmm. when I graduated, I did have that expertise. And so that's exactly what I leveraged to get my first job at the ad agency. Yeah. And, you know, I really love marketing and branding. And so with my MBA, that was the main driver is I wanted to brush up on my toolkit and like my leadership skills so that when I do re-enter the marketplace after, you know, helping out my family business, I'm able to get, you know, the top marketing jobs that are out there and really be, um, a top candidate. Okay. So you're really looking to sort of accelerate those marketing tools that you had rather than sort of like thinking that marketing wasn't right for you and switching to a different function. Oh yeah. No, you know, pedal on the metal, no metal on the pedal, no foot pedal to the metal. What is it? I think you had it right the last time <laughs> pedal, <laughs> pedal to the metal. <laughs> this is what quarantine is doing to me. I just forget like words and phrases now. And I think like, it's because the pedal is supposed to hit the floor of the car, which is made of metal. Oh yeah. So it's like, acceleration. You, you put That's the pedal on the wedding day. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watched Fast and Furious, so you know, I know. <laughs> oh man. Trust me. Like, uh, I can't ever say that all, all my cylinders are firing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Just gets harder every day. Little, I think we're all a little crazy, but hopefully we'll all get out of this a little crazier in a better way. <laughs> a little bit better ways i don't know i i don't doubt it um so <laughs> i guess kind of know more about your background and i guess why you came to usc because i mean that's a pretty easy decision for you it looked like um, oh yeah it was a no-brainer was there i guess like sort of like a moment when you said all right it's time to go and get my mba like what was sort of like the click that made you want to say like all right this is going to be way well worth the two years and my future career after this is going to be like totally different because of this great question i remember sitting at my desk um, in my apartment in san francisco and um when you know you're working in real estate especially for a family business your whole day is pretty much empty as as well as your weeks like you get to create your own schedule and you go on um, 
on site, you go to meet with real estate agents and brokers and builders and contractors and all of those sorts of things. But I had a lot of downtime because of course I'm not actually building the house myself or doing a lot of the renovation. It was yeah. a lot of management work. Uh, so I remember just sitting at my desk and looking out the window and being like, is this really what I want to be doing is, you know, just managing people or do I want to actually like be able to make a more direct impact on the bottom line of a company? Do I want to be the person who's like making our growth exponential or am I just going to be the person that's managing everyone and keeping the status quo? And I decided that I wasn't really going to be fulfilled just with, um, doing the, not necessarily the bare minimum, but um, having a scope that was so small. And while I love real estate and I do continue to help out my family business and um, all those sorts of things, I really wanted to expand the impact that I was making on the world through business. And, you know, not only just quote unquote, making it a better place, but Mm -hmm. also I I felt like I wasn't really reaching my potential. I felt like I had a lot to give and a lot of, um, my energy to devote. And I just wasn't feeling like I was really doing that. It felt kind of stagnant, you know? Yeah. No, I get what you mean. Uh, so like you kind of like you had a lot of downtime, which gave you probably more time than you needed to think about it. <laughs> oh yeah. And a lot of time to study for the GMAT, which I didn't even end up taking. I took the GRE. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. We won't really talk about the GMAT in the show. But don't worry. We're oh, totally <laughs> fine. I think those tests. I think- I think that's a great idea. Let's just do it. Let's go right past that detail. Um, So I guess coming to LA, had you actually spent much time down in LA before outside of like visiting your sister at USC and stuff? Cause I I know like, I'm guessing you're more at the Bay area for most of the time you've spent here. Yeah. So I had honestly not really spent that much time in LA. I have some family members in LA. So, you know, my family would go visit them, but it would be mostly just, hanging out with them at their house and spending quality time. Yeah. So I had gotten a taste of LA, but never fully experienced it. And that, you know, to be honest, like USC being in LA was one of the main draws. Not only do I love USC, of course, but like, I love sunshine. I love doing things outdoors. I love barbecuing. I love pretty sunsets. I love spending time with friends and having them over and being what are all these like, things all you're things. talking about right now? What are all these things? <laughs> I know, right? Spending Shit doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like a, <laughs> it's a pipe dream. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, you know, in San Francisco, obviously a great city. Loved it there. I loved my time there, but it, the weather was um, crap, you know, gloomy, cold, all that kind of stuff. And I felt like I'm the kind of person that's happiest when I get to be in the sunshine. I get to be outdoors and hiking and doing all those sorts of things. So I didn't want to leave California. Wanted to go to USC. LA has great weather. And uh, kind of everything was kind of a no-brainer. It all just kind of clicked and fell into place. And I, um, it just felt good. And I went with it and listened to my gut. And here we are. Yeah, that's, that's honestly the best scenario for you at that point. There was yeah, no, right? There was no like close call or like sort of like, I don't know, like college game day decisions to make. It was just yeah. sort of like USC and this one makes, this one hits all the marks and that's it. Yeah, it was a smooth transition. And it's funny, I almost didn't even get my MBA. Uh, but my dad, he has his MBA and he was really pushing me to like, oh, just go, go to an info session. Like you never know. Like you don't even know what you're talking about that you're not going to like. So just yeah. go try it out. And so I went and I was like, Dad, you were right. You were like super right. You were really, <laughs> like you were right. <laughs> like, how do you know me so well? You were right. Like, well, good to know. Well, I'm glad you actually decided to come get your MBA because it's lovely to have you in the class. Ah, <laughs> and same then, to you. <laughs> and then, of course, it is a very versatile degree. So you could honestly take this and go anywhere you want with it, even if it isn't marketing, if you end up going back in that direction. Exactly. And you know, it's funny that you bring that up because when I was coming into USC, I really wanted to get into the CPG industry for my internship. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to focus on, you know, creating a network in that realm, so to speak. And that didn't end up happening. But what did end up happening is now I have an internship in the finance industry, which um, I've always been interested in finance. And I think it's really um, cool. And it's such a powerful tool that people can use to expand their lives, create a legacy for their family, um, Mm -hmm. 
be able to generate new experiences and open up doors. And so I've always been a fan of finance. In fact, like I used to be like a personal finance tutor for my friends and advising them like, oh, this is how you should invest your 401k. And I used to read all these books just because it was so interesting to me. And it's funny because when I got to USC, I was like, oh, finance, I'm not a finance person. And I completely forgot that I could do two things that I loved, which is marketing and finance at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working absolutely. in the finance industry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was a really cool learning is like nothing's really off limits. And like, if you like two things, that doesn't mean you have to choose one. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, I mean, it's even being in LA because of like just how many different industries operate out of there. It's pretty obvious that like you can kind of almost find a position doing anything you can do like finance and entertainment, which is something that not many people will ever think about, but apparently it's pretty huge because in order to put on all these movies and build all these theme parks, they have to get money from somewhere. So someone has to be working on the back end there to make that happen. Right. Luckily they've got you. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going off of that, so we're kind of in the Marshall point now. So before we sort of jump more into the more Marshall specific questions that I've got for you, uh, I'll let you choose one more of those uh, segments to go through now. So you chose Florida Man Birthday. I did do that. So you have so soundboard research, trivia, song blitz, and will you press the button? Let's do, let's do Marvel trivia. I mean, I had Marvel trivia pulled up for you. That was going to be the <laughs> trivia I was going <laughs> to. So. Okay, this is going to be embarrassing if I don't get anything right. However, I just want to say I love the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was like. Usually I'll pick something like where people are from or like where they went to college or something like that. But with you, I was like, ah, she'll probably want to do Marvel trivia. So I'm going to pull that Oh, up. 100%. <laughs> uh, for everyone who's listening who doesn't know, I'm obsessed with Marvel. My whole family is obsessed with Marvel. My dad grew up with all the comic books and he has all of them. And so all, well, four out of five of my siblings are obsessed with Marvel too. It's a, it's a Bika family legacy now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna let you, hold on, let's see what this is. This is actually a lot of questions. So there, there, are, three le there are three levels you can choose from. Oh. There's the Baby Groot level. Oh. <laughs> There's the St Stark level, and then it says Ultron level. So I guess that's okay. like in, ter in terms of hardness. Ultron is scary, first of all. Let me just say, he's terrifying. Although James, uh, what's his name, Spader? Yeah. Great, great voice. Great casting choice. <laughs> also, I know this is a tangent, but Guardians of the Galaxy, great casting. Honestly, <laughs> so good. I mean, you can't really argue against any of the casting that they've done for any of their movies so far. I mean, that's true. That's 100% true. Yeah. But that was a solid lineup. Um, so which, which level would you like to go with, or at least to start? I'm going to start with Baby Groot. You're going to start with the Baby Groot one, right? Like, yeah. Scroll I mean, back up then. too cute to pass up. Where was Janet Van Dyne stuck in Ant-Man? Oh, in the, she became subatomic and she went subatomic into the thing. What's there's, it called? There's, there's, I mean, that's literally the answer we're looking for. So I know <laughs> whatever the name of it is. Uh, I have no idea what it's called. It's, it's featured wait. in, it's featured in a number of movies at this point. Wow, this is Baby Groot level? Good God. I'm rusty. Um, I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. So <laughs> can I get a half point? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The half measures. <laughs> uh, What's it called? Uh, the Quantum Realm. I, I knew it. I knew it. I definitely knew the answer. I just... <laughs> Also, didn't know it at the same time. <laughs> um, so we'll stay with Baby Group for now. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, what AI replaces Jarvis? Vision? Or are you talking about... What oh, replaces the AI? Oh, Friday. Yeah, his girl Friday. Love that it. One, that one's correct. Okay. Um, I feel like I redeemed myself a little bit with that one. Mm -mm -mm. what planet is thanos from he's not kree no he's not is it 
planet Earth? <laughs> was that was that a word? <laughs> <laughs> it was more of a general vocal wonderment. <laughs> I, I didn't even ma- I didn't I'm, make out one I'm syllable. I'm so bad with <laughs> everything. I okay, so yes, no clue. However, I know that he's well, Josh Brolin, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Oh, you you know all the casting, but I'm not asking you casting questions. I know. Um, Okay, I forget what planet he's from. I forget the name. So the planet is the planet is featured at some point in the Infinity War movie. Oh, we haven't. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. Titan. Titan. (laughs) Which I believe is like a. I don't know know if it's like a made-up one or they're actually going off of like the Jupiter Moon or something. I have no idea. But oh. he is from the planet Titan, I think. Either that or it's the moon Titan. Actually, let me see the answer. I'm like 90% sure it's Titan. We got to dig into it. Yeah, it is Titan, but it doesn't say if it's like the moon or like a... Or like a planet planet. Yeah. Which it very well could be. Um, Basically, so we got... I'm not good with names. But if someone is a character, I think I can do it. This is a... This is embarrassing for me a little bit. I have to I have to dig into this. <laughs> this one ooh. I don't even know if I'll get this one. But uh what is the name of the first song we see Peter Quill dancing to in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, it's um Come and Get Your Love. Yeah, I believe that's right. <laughs> Going down. Okay, two out of four, fifty percent. Here we go. <laughs> Let me see. Hopefully. Was that right? I hope that's right. Why isn't it? Oh, was I giving you a hard question there? Oh. Yeah, I was giving, that was a Stark level question on that one. Ooh, okay, okay. So you weren't doing too bad there. Yeah, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, which Redbone, yeah. you, you need to have the artist. I'm fine with just the Come and Get Your Love one. All right, <laughs> so that, that does it for your trivia. Um, there's a ton more questions here that I would love to go through, but that's a total sidetrack. So <laughs> I mean, if anyone wanted to do a Marvel trivia happy hour, I would be so down. Like these questions are pretty thorough. So, (laughs) all right. But jumping back over to our conversation, since this unfortunately isn't a Marvel branded or sponsored podcast, uh, (laughs) we're sponsored by Marshall, which is what they're not really paying me to do either, but they're hopefully are paying the podcast fees that I have for the service. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah, So yeah, it's uh, going more into your time at Marshall. uh, So, seeing as you're going in to sort of bolster your sort of marketing skills and hopefully get back out there in the marketing function, but sort of unsure of the industry, uh, what have been the classes or events that have been the most beneficial in you sort of figuring out where that industry or yeah, that industry might be coming out of Marshall? Absolutely. So I think the classes that really help guide my thinking around what I want to do over the summer um, versus corporate finance. It was really difficult for me, but I really loved it. And I think that just solidified um, that fact that I wanted to work in the finance industry and be around, um, you know, innovation that's happening in that world and like the different things that you can do and offer to clients. Um, so that was definitely a class and everyone has to take that class since it's a core class. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And then the other class that I am obsessed with, I cannot give this professor a big enough shout out. He is like the coolest. His name is Siddharth. He teaches market demand and sales forecasting. He is hilarious. He is knowledgeable. He is intelligent. Great, great professor. Cannot recommend highly enough. So that class is all about digging into the data and trying to find trends and patterns and, um, doing a lot of like regressions and Excel work and data analysis and being able to like use what you're seeing in the data to inform business decisions and like strategic decision making, which is the coolest thing in the entire world. And so I actually, you know, the combination of those two classes is basically what my summer internship is going to look like. So I'm going to be working. Yeah. It's, kind of like weird and cool how that happened um well it probably definitely helped you from the interview perspective because you're like oh well i'm already doing all this 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I actually talked about both of those classes during my interview process yeah. with um, Capital Group. So I'm going to be working on the enterprise client services team where I basically get to help them develop and launch new products, new digital products for their mm. institutional retirement clients. So it's uh, going to be a really fun challenge. And I think it's going to be especially interesting because it's going to be virtual this summer. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but you know, it's, it's a learning curve that everyone seems to be going through, but I'm sure that yeah. they'll try to make the most of the experience for you. So I'm glad that you actually have it from a virtual environment as opposed to any other sort of outcome. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very, very thankful for that for sure. Um, and then in terms of resources that helped me, the career centers, specifically Michelle and Tina were incredible, not only in helping me, you know, go through my resume and uh, my cover letters, but also just moral support and mm -hmm. helping me interview and um, peer coaching was a huge help as well as my awesome GMA mentor, Victoria. She was fantastic. Like, I don't think I could have done as as well as I did in the interview process without all of, all of their help. Oh yeah. Definitely having all those tools available of just constantly prepping you, reviewing your resume, running through just different sort of like case questions or even just behavioral questions. And then I guess, did you do any of the sort of like the round table sort of like in quick interview things, practices? So I did, um, I forget that they're called round tables, I think. Right. Yeah, I, the only roundtable I went like to super I Saturdays. Know, yeah, technically, I didn't do any Super Saturdays, and I didn't do any like official roundtables. I did do like fall recruiting event, which was around a roundtable, but I don't think that qualifies as a roundtable event. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it all seems to blur together at this point. There's like I I never know like the exact difference between them. So I know there's mm -hmm. ones where you sort of get to meet the different sort of like consulting firms right, like, and that's like, yeah, is that super Sunday. I don't know. Uh, super Saturday, super Sunday. I don't, I don't know at this point, but I know for entertainment, we had one where they just had people from the like industry come in and almost do like quick, like mock interviews with you. Oh, that's so cool. they would just like do quick 30 minutes, like looking over your resume, doing behavioral questions and sort of like give tips on like how you answered and stuff. So it was like a good sort of like practice, at, like at least really, getting that first question like down to almost like a science, the tell me about yourself and walk me through your resume questions since that always yeah. tends to be a rambler for me. <laughs> and I feel like what I didn't know about the interview process and interviewing before I came to Marshall is that like, it's really not what you know or what your experience is, but like how you tell that story. And it's yeah. really about like relating to your interviewer. And I, that was like the biggest, um, you know, asset that I now have in like my toolkit is like being able to tell a story and especially my story and able in order to like connect with who I'm talking to. So you can like frame it differently depending on. Exactly. Yeah. Like if I'm talking to someone who um, is a digital product manager versus like the team's manager, like creating and crafting those stories of my experience to relate to what they do on a day to day basis. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely like on a technical side, you can definitely get more into like the little details that they might like to hear. Whereas mm -hmm. you're doing with like a VP or someone, maybe you'll do more like big picture storytelling than. Yeah. And like I human cap stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. So uh, moving on to our next question. So you are the newly elected president of GWIB. So first, mm -hmm. congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, and GWIB is the Graduate Women in Business Club. Correct. Yep. yep <laughs> Making sure yep, I yep. got that accurate acronym right. Uh, so, as the president of GWIB, um, looking to hear a little bit more, of, at least for the first time listeners, you sort of like talking about what the club's about, as well as, I guess, going a little bit into what your strategic roadmap looks right now for the next year. Sure. So, I've had an amazing experience being an AVP of GWIB this year, and I'm really honored to be leading GWIB next year as president. My VP board is um, made up of these incredible people who I know will create excellent programming and events that directly speak to the needs of the Marshall community. And so my vision for this upcoming year is to really focus on that Trojan family at Marshall. And this means not only, you know, full-time students, but really fostering the bond between the incoming class and our class, as well as the PM program and the mm -hmm. EMBA program and making sure that we're all kind of a cohesive unit and building those relationships. And so it's going to be a very community oriented um, and like relationship strengthening uh, year, I hope. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there any sort of like uh, 
events at GWIB that you're sort of looking forward to continuing on throughout the next year or so? Yes, absolutely. So actually, we're planning a couple events right now that will um, be happening in the next week or so. The first one is a really fun movie night with BEA. So we're going to co-host their next Netflix party. Okay. Online. Yeah. So we're just going to feature uh, like a cool movie with like strong female characters, obviously open to anyone. And um, mm -hmm. that'll be really cool. And then the second event we are co-hosting with Wine Club. And it's just going to be a happy hour. We get to dive into some issues. And it's, um, you know, I, I just want to say a couple of things. The first is that Web is really a judgment-free zone to anyone who wants to participate in these conversations. So no matter what your context is or your background, it's really important that you know that none of us are going to judge you. Like if you say something that's not necessarily like PC or if you ask a question, like it doesn't matter who it's coming from. We know that you're there because you want to learn and we're thankful that you're trusting us enough to come into the space and ask these mm -hmm. questions and want to learn more. Um, and so I think that, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, make sure that that is definitely um, known Marshall wide because web is not just a space for women, but it's also a resource for, for everyone, no matter what your background is, just to learn more about um, all sorts of issues and things that um, women face. And yeah. the second thing that I just wanted to bring up is that uh, sometimes when and this has happened in the past and I'm not saying it's going to continue in the future, but sometimes when GWIB um, like co-host events, so it's like BEA X GWIB. Um, a lot of times too many people, it's like, Oh, well that's not an event for me because it's co-hosted by yeah. GWIB or like BGBL or LMBA, which are amazing organizations. However, that's not the case. It's really just like us trying to expand um, BEAs or, wine clubs or you know the traditional memberships of different clubs to different things so it's yeah. not meant to serve as a barrier for participation if anything it's more of like an like an open hand and saying come join us so i just want to make sure that those couple things are clear yeah i know i know a lot of these clubs are trying to do more sort of like cross-platform events and i guess sometimes it might communicate as almost like like narrowing the field rather than expanding yeah. it, which it really should be doing so uh, or at but least that's totally, the intention so no but it totally also makes sense like if i saw um you know like the consulting club and um an affinity club doing an event together i'd be like okay well i'm not part of that affinity club and or i don't identify necessarily with that affinity club and i'm not in consulting so that event's not for me even though that may totally not be the case you know even if it's an interviewing workshop that doesn't mean it's not for me i can still yeah. benefit and it's still open so um i just want to make sure that like everyone knows that like this is the Trojan family you're always going to be welcome you know no matter what clubs are hosting whatever event yeah well as someone who's trying to get as far away from consulting as possible I am a little biased <laughs> towards any event that has the consulting club has the sponsor. you're like oh no no <laughs> like oh that's all right that's I don't need to be there <laughs> but that definitely definitely something that's worth bringing up though so uh definitely want to communicate that better and maybe like through the podcast we can hopefully like do a better job of, I guess, marketing these events and uh, generating more like open inclusivity rather than making it seem like we're sort of narrowing fields and stuff. Yeah, because that's what USC is all about and, you know, the NBA program in general. Absolutely. Okay. So last question we have for you is what is one thing that every incoming first year should do to succeed at Marshall? So uh, could be related to classes, could be related to just sort of clubs or – Totally open-ended. So the first thing that comes to mind um, may be a little simple and a little cliche, but I truly believe that that's the difference between like a fine MBA experience and a truly great one is just being friendly. Like just be friendly to every single person you meet, engage with, engage in conversation, like yeah. take the time to learn about them, go to these social events, like participate in your clubs, like say hello in the hallways. And that's not only, you know, peer-to-peer -peer, but it's also with you know the admissions team and the program office and the staff and faculty that are there to support you and help you learn and your professors and so I think that just being friendly and being open-minded and engaged and dialed into the community is something that has really transformed my Marshall experience into like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Absolutely. And like when you're comparing all these different sort of MBA pursuits because you have online, part-time, executive mm -hmm. MBA, and full-time, 
the network is what makes the full time really stand out from the rest of them. So exactly. if you're not sort of engaging and making the most out of that network, then having trouble really figuring out why you chose to go full time as opposed to other options that we have out there. <laughs> exactly. And you know, that doesn't mean you have to be everyone's best friend, oh, um, no. yeah. but you definitely should be the kind of person that people know people are like, Oh yeah. You know, that is great. He's really cool. Mm -hmm. He's uh, down to earth. He's smart. Like he's a, he's a cool dude. And like what better way to stay engaged with your community than to build relationships. Yeah. And given, I guess, the smaller class size, that's very doable within the two years that you have. So, oh um, yeah, especially compared to some of those like ginormous programs out there. Yeah. No, thank you. Like, I would rather be able to know everyone deeply, or not necessarily deeply, but like actually recognize them. Always be able to like know who they are, know what their background is, know their know their face, and know their name, than like some like hundreds of people who have no idea who they are. That's just crazy. I honestly like coming in, like, I think I had really like dove into the numbers for, I guess here, like UCLA. And so I think mm -hmm. we're like 200, UCLA is like 350 or something it's per class. And I was just, them. I was like, Oh, that's, that seems pretty big. And like 200, that's all right. And then I, I came in, I hear about like Wharton and Harvard had like 800. I'm like, Oh fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where it's like, that's what too many fuck? people. <laughs> Holy shit. I had no idea because, I mean, I was going for entertainment, so, like, those two schools were never really, like, high on my list, so I wasn't really, like, going into their numbers too much. Yeah. And I think that that's just one of the main reasons why, like, the Trojan family is the way we are is because we get to know each other so well on campus that, like, 10 years down the road, like, if anyone is like, oh, I'm a Marshall student, I'd be like, yeah, what do you need? Like, no questions asked, like, yeah. how can I help? It's, it's a small community that definitely, like, does a good job of fighting for each other and having everyone's back. Oh yeah. Fight on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. So, okay. That about wraps up the questions that I had for you. So uh, coming down to the end of our show, now we have two more things that we need to run through. The first is as a thank you for joining the show and sharing your story with us all. Uh, I want to now give you about a minute to have your own little mini platform to talk about whatever you want. So uh, subject matter is up to you. So just let people know what you got going on. Great. So I kind of already touched on this before, but I really want to emphasize that GWIB is a place of learning. It's a place full of resources and it's open to everyone and every single event is open to everyone. So even if you feel that um, you want to participate in an event or you're not sure if you want to, like just drop on by or like maybe message one of the VPs and uh, voice your concerns because like we're here to serve the Marshall community. We're here to give you what you need and the resources you need. And if we can help you do something or accomplish a goal or dig further into like a research topic, literally whatever you need, like we are here to help you. And so um, that's part of creating a strong community and strengthening those ties next year. And so if you need anything, if you're curious about a topic, if you see an interesting um, article, like feel free to pop it in the WhatsApp. Like it's open, mm -hmm. to, open to everyone all the time. Awesome. And, and also quick plug for um like all the marvel movies up <laughs> i bet you're real bummed that black widow got pushed back a little bit here you have no idea you have no idea <laughs> everyone's been waiting for like a black widow movie for like almost like it feels like eight years now ever since the first avengers people thought that was coming so i know i've been waiting and waiting and now look what happened i'm waiting some more i don't even know what the new date is i think it might be november or something i forget oh good lord i guess we're just i mean you know along for the ride <laughs> and we're at going, their mercy. <laughs> going back to gwib gwib's an affinity club right so it is an affinity uh, club so i think this year it was twenty dollars to join all of the affinity clubs which is like and so 10 or 11 clubs for 20 bucks yeah Exactly. First of all, great deal. Second of all, you get access to incredible events. And not only that, but a lot of the times affinity clubs partner with industry clubs. So you'll get access to those events as well. So make sure you sign up for the affinity club network. It's an incredible place filled with amazing people. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably the club or the affinity pass is definitely the one that's just sort of like been the most bang for your buck. Cause uh, oh, you yeah. get access to so much, so much stuff. Uh, yeah. But just want to make sure that that was sort of, advertised too so it's pretty much included in the infinity pass with everything else awesome. oh yeah oh yeah uh and then for the last part uh since we sort of have a song at the end of each show it is now mm -hmm. your job to come up with what our song of the night is okay so my 
favorite band of all time. Cannot stress this enough. The Killers. I love them. I've been listening to them since I was 12 years old and I'm obsessed. Well, I have been obsessed for 15 years. So <laughs> my absolute favorite song from them always makes me smile is Change Your Mind. It's one of those perfect songs that like whenever it's sunny outside and I'm driving, I'll put the windows down and I just will listen to that song and it makes everything feel like it's got a golden glow. It's I thought perfect. for sure we were going Mr. Brightside there for a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I was like pretty cliche. much like what ev- everyone <laughs> plays at the bar. <laughs> no, no, no. Change your mind. Premium. All right. So awesome. All right. Well, that's all the time we've had in the show for today. Uh, I've been your host, Fej McDermott, uh, joined by Priya. Again, Priya, thank you for joining. It was lovely to talk to you and hear more about your journey here to Marshall, especially uh, hearing more about uh, the amazing opportunities that you have going for us over at Gwib. Yeah, it was honestly my pleasure. I really enjoyed our conversation. And if anyone listening has any questions or ideas about Gwib and what we can do, shoot me an email anytime. Perfect. All right. And then to play out the, uh, play out the show tonight, we have uh, the song that Priya picked out for everyone, Change Your Mind by The Killers. So until next time, we'll see you all, folks. Same